Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Record 50 over score, 26 sixes, three centuries, and England's fastest ever one day international half century. I'm John Jackson, and it was quite an eventful first one day international here in Amsterdam. Waiting for Milan, it's a short ball, he's edged it through to the keeper, and Joss Butler rightly has the last moment of this game. A brilliant 162 with the bat earlier, and he takes the nick standing up to the bowling of David Milan, and England win by 232 runs. England go one up in this three-match series. England put 498 for four on the board earlier today. After being put into bat, let's not forget by the Netherlands, they fancied a chase. I don't think they quite fancied a chase of this magnitude, though. 122 for Phil Salt, 125 for David Milan. Those are good normal human being knocks. Joss Butler came in and played a superhuman one, though. 162 from 70 balls. Liam Livingston adding in 66 from 22. So 498 for four. And that was going to be far, far too much for the Netherlands. Bowled out for 200. 66. Some incredible entertainment for everyone listening on Talk Sport 2 and also a fantastic day for everyone in the ground here in Amsterdam. Some great weather, plenty of beer going around, although there was a little bit of a problem with some tokens, which I'm sure we'll get onto in this podcast, and also some incredible batting from England. And I caught up with one of the batters to make triple figures, David Milan. A good day for you personally and a good day for your fellow batters. Yeah, it's a brilliant day. Um, well, it's a brilliant day all, all round. Um, to almost score 500 three guys getting hundreds um, and then to, to bowl them out in the end on that wicket was a fantastic um, performance Were you disappointed not to get those two extra runs and, and make the 500 for the first time ever? Oh definitely uh, when you look back you always think oh my gosh I could have probably got an extra run here an extra run there to have got us over the line maybe getting out slightly earlier could have got Livy in slightly earlier as well so we could have maybe got there a bit more but uh, look we, we always go out there to, to push the boundaries um, never put a ceiling on what we can achieve um, and that just I know you know, well, it just takes us one step closer to doing that. The fans here, four and a half thousand, Barmy Army, just absolutely loving it. Was there a little bit of a competition in terms of who could hit the biggest six? There were some pretty big hits today. But definitely not between me and Josh. Josh wins that hands down. He's um, he's an absolute freak when he gets going. You know, I felt sorry for, for for the Netherlands bowlers there. You know, it looked like he was having a, a range hitting session at one point where he was just trying to hit everything for six and it was all coming out of the middle. Um, but you know, he's playing phenomenally well um, and to come out and do what he did there after what he's done in the IPL is unbelievable. They were very versatile cricketer you know you've, you've scored 100 in uh, one day internationals tests and t20 how do you switch between the formats because that takes a lot of being able to read the game yeah um 
don't know. I have a very simple philosophy on cricket: is to, to do the basics really well, hit good cricket shots. Um, you know, I, I know I can play all three formats. I probably haven't done as well as I needed to do or should have done in in the test, and that's you know down to me. Um, but you know, it's I, I, yeah, I just believe in the basics: play good cricket shots, um, react to the ball. Um, you know, and it's worked um, at times for me. And it must be great to get a, a win for the first game for your new coach as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you know this is our first ODI in over a year. Um, you know, so I don't think we knew what we what to expect from ourselves. Um, so to go and do it in front of a new coach and, and let him see how we go about about things because he's been brilliant in coming in and just um, sitting back watching um, and learning on, on on how you know that this team has gone about in the last couple of years. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm sure he'll be pretty happy with what he's. Finally, obviously, we're here in the Netherlands uh, for the first time, but with 4,500 England fans here, does it feel like a home game? It definitely felt like a home game. Um, I think Amsterdam could be in trouble tonight with all those uh, Barmy Army strolling in there. Um, but no, look, it's good to have all the, all the support. Um, you know, that's what international cricket's about and, and playing for England's about is you have all the fans that travel to watch you. Um, so thank you to them. Well, I'm here after the first one day international with uh, Netherlands captain Peter Saylor. Uh, how was that game for you? Obviously, England hitting a world record target. That's always, always tough to have to bat second there. Uh, yeah, first of all, they obviously played very well. I don't think we bowled particularly bad. I, I, I think, you know, if you if you drop four catches, um, you know, teams like these, and especially England, they, they won't give you a second chance, really. So in terms of that, you know, I, I don't think it was 498 worth bad. But, uh, you know, if you take those wickets, you probably you probably stem it down to probably 380 to 400. And, um, you know, um, if, if Josh Butler comes in with sort of that license of, I'm going to hit every ball for six, which, which he's pretty good at. Um, you know, you, you know, you're in a lot of trouble. In terms of your your batters, there were two half centuries there. Some nice shots being played, and it, you know, a lot of fans back in England were thinking, okay, Netherlands, that'll be easy. It wasn't easy. You know, your your guys put up a good fight. Yeah, you know, one of the things we said at the break was probably look like what. what very unlikely they're going to chase 498. So we said, let's give a good show of ourselves and try to get to sort of that 300. And also showing England that, you know, if to beat us, you, you have to play like that three times. So in terms of that, I think, you know, 266, I think we better nicely in patches. And, and again, um, you know, there was, there was that little bit of in between, you know, where, where we just, we, we just felt it a little bit, but still. Max it out. That was a fantastic knock. Um, shame, shame the way he got out because you know he was he was he was being great intent and and not really want to chase down a total, but we we wanted to put up a, a respectable total. And I think Scott Edwards at the end showed that you know if you have the the right mindset that, that there's nothing to be afraid of in terms of the bowling. Um, but in terms of the betting, there was a, there's a lot to be afraid of. So if you win the toss again on Sunday, will be will you consider putting England back into bat first, or would you maybe do things differently? Well, we we'll, we we'll, we'll have to think about it. Obviously, if you want to beat England, like they they like to chase, you know, and they. And they and they do it very well. Um, I think I think in terms of us winning today would have been like if we can sort of get them to the total run about three thirty or three fifty. I think you know if you if you, you obviously have to bet better as well. But that is our mindset. If if we want to beat them, we have to get them because they will chase down anything. I, I don't know what we were going to play on. Obviously, you know this this, this wicket um, it, it, it started to get lower. I think as the day went on, still nice to bat because you could still see in the last sort of ten you could still hit boundaries, so that, that wasn't the issue. But I think you know in terms of if we're going to have a use wicket, you probably want to bet first and, and let, let let them play this. But yeah, all round it just needs to be better. Finally, just a word on the crowds here. This this is surely the most people you've seen here at Amstelveen. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, and with, uh, the atmosphere was great. Obviously. Shame a couple of guys went on the field, you know, whatever. Um, but the atmosphere um, and, and in terms of, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the day of cricket, apart from the result for us, is something we, we as Dutch cricket 
team in, in, in the country can be very proud of because I thought it was it was great fun. I thought everyone had a good day. Um, and in terms of the neutral supporter, probably loved it the most. Have to give a lot of credit to the Dutch captain there, Peter Saylor, speaking after England scored a world record total. Also, some concerns over his back. I was having a chat to him and he's got a recurring back problem, a slip disc. And let's just say he wasn't walking very easily after the game. So uh, I don't know whether that's going to put his participation in the next two matches in jeopardy. We'll wait and see, I guess. Well, it's been a lovely day here in Amstelveen in the suburbs of Amsterdam. The Barmy Army have been out in force, about 4,500 in total, meaning it's been pretty much a home game for England. This ground is used to about 500 fans for international matches and we've seen some pretty long queues for the bars and food but overall, these fans I caught up with during the game were pretty happy with their first day of cricket in Amsterdam. What's your name, sir? It's Charles. And uh, what do you make of the England batting lineup? We've seen uh, well, we've seen three centuries. We've seen the fastest 50 by an English player, 17 balls by Liam Livingston. But you said to me just there before we started recording you weren't too happy with uh, what one or two players in particular. I think Owen Morgan has been a fantastic serving for English cricket. I think he's been... A revolutionary for everything that the one day side and the 2020 side have been but there comes a point where you have to look at yourself and think am I going to be a part of England's best 11 right now and the answer is no you look at the likes of Phil Salt and Jason Roy being at the top of the order Johnny Bairstow can still come back into the side and walk back into it you have Joe Root at three who is a fantastic player of a, of a one day innings and at the same time Gavin Milan as well who, how are you going to fit the two of them in then you look at the rest of the middle order Livingston Butler Stokes walk back into the side and then the rest of them Moeen is welcome back down at 7 with then Rashid at 8 or 9 and then Jofra and Mark Wood as well that can bowl into it I can't see a space anymore for Owen Morgan to be the best player and be part of that best 11 and so whilst he's been a fantastic servant to English cricket and been a fantastic player for us and revolutionised everything the white ball move him into the coaching role set up and give the best white ball batter in the world Joss Butler the captaincy Lots of cricket tours over the years been all around the world but this is great. And how does this rate compared to those other cricket tours around the world? Great for the venue, but queuing for the beer is not good, man. Hearing a lot about this. A lot of the tokens aren't going down well. No, no, no. Okay, and what were you expecting on Sunday then? More of the same from England? Can they break 500? No, definitely not. They've peaked today. That's it now. <laughs> Have the Netherlands got a chance at all? No, definitely not. It was obvious from the get-go they were never going to catch us, but tremendous effort from the boys. All right, so a 3-0 win for the series. And England, what, they peaked now, so what are they going to get in the 300s probably? I would say, yeah, definitely above and beyond they are tremendous they're on fire aren't they they are there were three centuries today which was your favourite uh, Malin definitely he was good he was really good plus I've had a cheeky photo with him on the boundary so have you you see the fellow that came on and had a little cheeky photo with Joss Butler during the game no yeah just ran on got a photo no one stopped him it's actually easier to get a photo with the wicketkeeper than to get a beer <laughs> Don't do it on Sunday, though, right? I'm going to try that Sunday. No, please don't. I don't endorse that. Talk Sport does not endorse that. Thank you so much. On Sunday, we'll be in the middle of the pitch. Cheeky photo. If you told me at the start of the day, Rory Grafford won and we'd still have a fantastic day ahead of us, I'd be very, very surprised. But Salt, huge, huge day for him. You know, an experienced lad coming to squad first century, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It, yeah, it's really nice to see the crowd get really behind him as he batted. And then, you know, it went from him, to obviously to Butler, to Livingston at the end. It was really, it was, there was something at every point of the day that really got you excited and really got you going. Finally, obviously, the most important question is, what's the beer queue been like? Because earlier on today, there were queues, like, stretching across this park here, and there's tokens involved and everything. If someone's coming down on Sunday, you know, what do they need to know about the uh, beer situation here? Oh, don't get me started. Right, so the key is, it gets made to 
tokens as you can as early as you can. We had a good system in place where one person joins the queue, 10 minutes later, sub in, sub in, but oh, it's a real battle for beers today, but luckily it's Amsterdam, so, you know, you'll have a good time either way. So it sounds like the Barmy Army had a pretty good time. If you've seen any of our social footage, you'll know that there was a Liam Gallagher lookalike in the crowd, constant singing, there was just music constantly going off as England was scoring all those runs, and a large beer snake. You've got to have a large beer snake in a crowd. I'm back here now with Kate Holdsworth, who we spoke to on our first podcast, and, you know, you're the you're the Barmy Army honorary member who's come over here in 2003, was it? And I think you've now got citizenship recently. You know this team inside out. It was, you know, obviously an amazing performance for England, but a valiant effort from the Netherlands. And for me, Max O'Dowd was was pretty impressive, smashing our media centre window. But, you know, which players stood out for you? Yeah, I must admit, Max O'Dowd did actually play a lot better, I thought, than he did against the West Indies when he got bogged down um, very badly. Uh, you could say that the middle overs was very similar uh, again, but uh, he did find some kind of initiative and did... Um, it did pretty well. Scott Edwards, the wicketkeeper, he's, you know, he's such a great player and he can play shots all over the place. He's much more of a touch player and I, I very much enjoyed his innings. And I don't think it's, it's a coincidence that these two are actually the number, the top and the second top run scorers in the, um, in the domestic league here. I think a lot of the fans that I spoke to, a lot of the Barmy Army thought that the Netherlands, you know, they've, they've ignored history. They thought they'd be a pushover, but they weren't a pushover at all. Well, I'm not sure about that. We were counting down the runs to, uh, to, to one of the stats was uh, the biggest defeat in ODI history and thankfully the Netherlands passed that one by by some some way should we say but uh, you know it can't have been you know a lot of entertainment for the fans because it was never going to be chased but I hope that people appreciated that yes the Netherlands can actually play. Now you were quite critical on our first podcast just of the advertising of this series and, and how much the locals know about cricket and, and how they you know, it could have been better. Do you think that England setting a world record and Liam Livingston scoring the fastest 50 by an England player, do you think that will actually help in terms of getting a bit of the word around? Or do you think, you know, yes, a world record's been broken here today, but still the people in the local area won't be that aware? I don't think it'll make any difference at all, unfortunately. Uh, we'll see tomorrow if the the local Dutch press, not uh, the English-written press, but the Dutch-written press actually have anything to say about it. But, you know, I'd really, really, really really hope so. It's just um, it's a fight that seems to be just permanently lost but hopefully the, the, the sort of the world record will attract readership. Well Kate, thanks very much I'm sure we'll catch up on the next podcast the uh, second of the three games obviously takes place on Sunday this time it's on TalkSport though so if you've got the TalkSport mobile app all you'll need to do if you were li- used to listening on TalkSport is just swipe across to listen. It's as simple as that yeah, Hold that please, level 5, thank you Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And ahead of this match, the second one day international between England and the Netherlands, I spoke with a man who scored his first England century on Friday. I spoke to Phil Salt. So we're now speaking to you as a centurion for England. How does that feel? Yeah, very good. Um, you know, it's a special day for myself. Uh, and it's a special day being a part of an England side, um, you know, who, who set that total. It must be incredible to be, you know, part of an England team that have obviously been very, very successful in the last few years. But looking just at today, you know, three centurions, 26 sixes, the fastest 50 by an English player, 17 balls. That's ridiculous. It must be incredible to be up there and involved in that. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. You know, I've been around the squad um, over the last couple of years, but, um, you know, not had a whole heap of opportunities. I think before this, I played three ODIs and three T20s. So, you know, to come in into a side like this, you know, it's incredible. What do you think you would need to do to cement your place in the in the World Cups that are coming up? Or do you feel that you have already? I mean, not like today's is certainly going to do you no harm. Just me personally, I'm, I'm not one to sort of look too far ahead and, and set targets like that and set goals like that. Um, you know, I think it's very easy to sidetrack yourself if you do. I'm more sort of breaking it down day by day, game by game at the minute. I know that's very cliche when I say that, but I find that that's the way that allows me to get the best out of myself. So hopefully if I keep doing that, um, you know, my name's going to be in the hat. You've obviously had minimal time with the new coach so far, but is there anything that, you know, he's impacted on you so far that's helped you or maybe he's had a bit of one-on-one time with you? It's very similar to, you know, other England sides um, I've played in. You know, Morgie's very clear in what he wants us to do and how he wants us to go about it. So I guess under Morgie, it's fairly similar. And finally here, you know, looking at the the crowds that were here, it was pretty much like a home game, I imagine. Uh, We heard from the the Dutch captain, Peter, who basically said it was like the music was constantly on with all the runs being scored. It must be good to come abroad but feel like you're back home. Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's too many of the Barmy Army and no English travelling to Porto going to turn down Amsterdam <laughs> and, and by the looks of it they had a belt in time today so England have a 1-0 lead in the series the first game threw up multiple records some incredibly entertaining cricket what's going to happen in the second match listen from 9am on Sunday morning for our exclusive coverage this time it's on Talk Sports, and we'll bring you all the post-game analysis here on the following on podcast and of course if you're listening to this and you haven't hit follow already I think you know what to do Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.